Welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? Thank you for listening to Super 90s Bros. Unfortunately, your princess is in another castle. Oh, that's too bad. Um, so, yeah, who's our princess? Uh, go fuck off. Who's our, who's our princess? fuck off. I don't know. Here's a cloud or a sea wing. But yeah, get out of here. Thanks for killing all the leave. monsters in our land. Um, That's it. Leave. Well, there's a little tease for the show. Um, how's it going, buddy? How are you doing? Good. How you been? We, uh, we've been on hiatus for too long. Um, fresh off of our uh, latest success, um, A League of Their Own. Um, and, Brynn, you can talk a little bit about our ratings of late? Yeah, I mean... They're great. People have uh, we've gotten a couple of new reviews. I don't have the reviews in front of me, um, but yeah, we've people, you know, people have been loving the show. Um, I've gotten a little bit of feedback from friends actually telling me that they've listened to the show, which has been really nice, saying they they love it. They think it's they think it's a they think it's fun. They, I think people like listening to the show because I'm talking and uh, like they're learning a little bit about me and. Uh, so oh, I, I hear the like I hear it. the exact opposite. You're like the main reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, People say the same thing to say say the same thing to me. Say say the same thing to me about you. Like they're just like I really like listening to you, Brennan. But like your friend is just he's just he's too aggressive. So and I say oh, that's that's just Adam. He has to he gets a little bit of getting used to. Takes a little bit of getting they, used to. They say I'm too aggressive. I'm just joking. I just made that up. I was about to say, how can you be aggressive on like a podcast? Like, like that is such a 2019 <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> on <a> podcast. <laughs> Actually, right, I've, um, I've got, yeah. I've, I've, we have, I've got no bad feedback. So, and I've been, it's been great. So, yeah, I, I have, I have similar results. Um, so we, we'd like to thank all of our awesome fans, and you can thank us um, by posting us. One of those awesome five-star reviews on iTunes. And uh, where else can they review us, Brennan? They can review us on Facebook, on our Facebook page. They can review us on our SoundCloud, on SoundCloud where we host the, uh, our podcast. Um, that, those are great places. But, you know, really what we need from you guys is those five-star reviews on iTunes. Um, those are invaluable to us. And, you know, they let other people know how great it is to listen to this podcast. So. Yeah, so we, we've been getting a lot more uh, hits lately, which means we're popping up in more searches. I've had people like um, text me or call me to tell me that they subscribed. So that's just really cool. It's really cool to see the the flower blossom, if you will. Brennan, it's good to see Brennan's flower. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just agreeing with you. I don't, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> That's all right. Um, so, uh, yeah, but what are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about, well, let's be real, the greatest Nintendo game of all time. Original Nintendo, don't you think? Uh, I, I think I'd have to agree with you. It, it, it's definitely my favorite Nintendo game of all time, like, Ninten- like NES game, so yes. Yeah, I, it's the, I, I think it's the most played most well-reviewed, most well-received Nintendo game, like, ever. It has to be up there. Yeah, it has to be number one. I mean, this game set the precedent for all future 
versions of it to come and uh and it's still and it's never been duplicated so in the game we're talking about today is super mario brothers 3 oh that's right that's right yeah like adam said it's it's it is the penultimate nes game like this game was like was the anticipation of so many young boys and even girls like in the late 80s and early 90s like everybody wanted to get their hands on this game they even made a movie <laughs> and centered and like teased super mario brothers 3 in it to kind of use it as like a marketing device and we're talking about the wizard which was the first game we the first movie we first show we ever did on the super 90s brothers and they made an entire movie that was terrible about this so they could show like two minutes of the game so okay let's not call the wizard terrible okay i mean it wasn't uh, like an oscar winner but it wasn't terrible that's true it wasn't it wasn't terrible also, I th- it wasn't terrible also i think you're using also i think you're using the term penultimate incorrectly penultimate yeah, is so- like second second to last is that what that means yeah penultimate is like second to last so it's like super mario 2 would be the penultimate of the nes trilogy Wow, I've been using that term wrong for a really long time. Oh, that's okay. Well, gl- glad we could help you on air in front of millions. So, <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, millions. So, yeah, about about Super Mario Brothers three. Brendan just said they released it in the movie The Wizard as part of its uber glamour marketing campaign, which was also new at the time. Like, video games weren't getting talked about in movies. They certainly weren't getting you know, airtime in movies, it was a, and it's sort of a new way of marketing. It was like, let's make this movie about kids who want to travel across the country and play video games, and we're going to plug Super Mario 3 in it, because we know that the people who are going to watch this movie are kids who like to play video games. That's going to make Super Mario 3's demand go up even more. And more than that, we're going to show them where to find a mother effing flute in the first little mini castle. How cool was that? It wasn't they just, they didn't just peep the game for us. They showed us one of the three major secrets in the game. Yeah, it, it's. It, I, I wonder how long that secret would have gone on before someone figured it out if they didn't show you it in, yeah. in the movie. Like, okay, so let's talk about that real quick. So, no, they showed it to you. The, yeah, they did. No, oh, I'm just. If I'm they a, didn't. If they didn't. Like, if that hadn't been part of the movie, like, would have oh, yeah. would have been this would have been a secret that people would have like found out like it just would have been a while i don't know <laughs> yeah it but, would have uh, been a while it it was a really weird those of you i mean if you guys are listening to this you've played like super mario 3 right if you played super mario 3 you found the flutes right if you haven't what the hell are you doing with your life but for those of you who weren't doing anything with your life let me explain that in the very first like mini castle you can get um the raccoon tail it's like a leaf in the game and it gives you a raccoon tail and then you like fly up into the ceiling where there's no roof and hug to the right and you go into this special room and you walk over and you press up and anyway it's it takes you to a special room where there's a magical flute and it's one of those things that you wouldn't just ever do that you wouldn't just ever fly up into this little area it's very it's really kind of an odd little way to put a secret in but a cool secret nevertheless yeah it was um yeah it was it's cool, and it's it's really the only way I can even enjoy the game now is if I get the if I get the flutes if I want to try to beat the game. Um, what? Because there's 
<laughs> not enjoy. All I should right. say enjoy. I'm not gonna say enjoy. All right, we'll get, we'll say, get to Brennan. If you want to get through the, if you want to get through the game quickly, and you want to get to the levels you want to get to, and you don't want to like suffer every, you don't want to suffer the sand level, which is the second level, so you can warp directly to like, you know, your next favorite level. The, getting the flute is, you know, is a must. Who doesn't like the sand level? First of all, I didn't like you dog's know. Dog's barking. No worries. You don't like the sand level? Um, the sand level's fine. I, I was just saying. I'm just I'm making a I'm making a generalization of like, yeah. If you well, want to bad generalization, this... the sand level's one of the best levels. Okay, well, agree to disagree. Let's fight about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about our fa- our favorite levels and our most unfavorite levels. You're right. Soon, you're right. Let's but... get back on. Let's get back on track. So, Brennan, give a bad synopsis as to what's going on in this game. Um. Well, Mario is needs to save the princess, and that's what he does. I mean, what? There's no synopsis. That's what Mario does. He Bowser has has kidnapped the princess. You have to go through eight worlds to go. To go rescue her, and every at the end of each world um, level, you'll you'll think you're gonna rescue her, and you're like, oh no, she's in another castle. I mean, it was. I mean, I, I guess at the time it was still, you know, a pretty new concept because it was just the only other game that even did that was Mario Super Mario Brothers, and so. Uh, but yeah, it was basically just a regurgitation of, you know, go save the princess in the castle, and then, but you got to go through eight worlds to do it. So. There's not much there. Like you go, you're Mario, and you're going, you're jumping on Koopa Goombas, on Koopa Troopas. You know, you're you forgot the, the antagonist. I said, Bow- I said Bowser. Did I say yeah, Bowser but, is kidnapped the, whole... the princess? Okay, fine. And you I didn't say, it. I didn't say that. I do right. I didn't say oh. that. But okay, so Maybe. I was right as usual. No, that's fine. Being <laughs> being too aggressive. Bowser kidnaps the princess, and you have to save her. And you have to go through all kinds of crazy shit to do it. And you got to try and you got to wear new hats, literally, that make you do new things. And uh, you got to literally. And you have to defeat all of Bowser's, I forget what they're called, the Kooplings or something. He has all these like yeah, children Kooplings. who are like little shit. Yeah. Was that it? They're like little shit. Yeah. There's like uh, Lemmy and Ludwig von Koopa and Wendy and Roy Jr. and I don't know, Doc Dopey Sleepy. A couple others. And, um, the game, a gigantic phenomenon, international success. And what, what, what can you, what compliment can't you bestow on this game? Every, literally everybody who's ever played video games ever. This is probably like one of the games they've spent the most hours playing. And when they were younger, before there was like, you know, these 800 hour RPGs, like forget those World of Warcraft losers, like people that like play console <laughs> games. But like grew up like with with like friends and you like playing multiplayer and stuff like that. Mario was king, and um, it was king for a really interesting reason. The creator Miyamoto, um, he had this really great concept of making video games more fun for everybody. Um, in in the eighties and even the late seventies, video games were sort of uh, like more challenging. I would say um, it was very much about succeeding in the game, staying alive, keeping your character alive. And Miyamoto wanted a game that families could play. He wanted a game that girls could play. At the time, girls and video games weren't really a mix. So this dude, Miyamoto, made this awesome franchise 
named after named after his evil landlord Mario of the place where Nintendo leased their commercial space, and uh, this is the result. These years and and generations and decades of Mario, all thanks to this one dude. So uh, we owe Miyamoto a uh, a debt of gratitude that we can never repay for all the happiness he's brought us. For sure. I mean, Mario, Mario is almost like is is almost sur- surpassed Mickey Mouse as like one of the most recognizable like characters of all time. Like if you my my little my my twins don't even play video games and they know who Mario is. Like and yeah, I think it's uh and Mickey's he's really kind of a he really, pussy. Like what's Mickey, that? I oh. said Mickey's kind of a pussy. <laughs> like Mario kills shit. He bre- he's got a ta- uh Bad gar bad Italian garlic breath so bad he literally spits balls of fire. Does he spit balls of fire or does that come out of his hands? If they come out of his hand, why is he going up to his face on every throw? I don't know. Good question. Maybe we'll. I thought. We'll ask the fact check. We'll ask the fact checkers if he is spitting fireballs or if he is throwing fireballs. Um, if he's so we'll get them, back to why that are in a they second. coming out of his face? Where is he getting them? Do you know there's a reason why it's happening? Why it happens like that? Like why there? Why why his hand goes to his face when he does it? Um, and I don't know the answer to it, but I've definitely there's reasons for everything in these video games and the sprites and like how they're um, used and like how the like the animations and stuff like that. Um, like originally Mario wasn't gonna have a mustache. Like he was just he had nothing. Hey, what? Yeah, but like. But you couldn't tell the difference between where his nose was at and where his mouth was at, and so they made him have a mustache, so you could like see the, so there would be a differentiation between his nose and his mouth. Um, well, thank so, God for that. Yeah, imagine, 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 like, imagine twenty nineteen yeah. in a world where Mario never had a mustache. I don't I mean I don't God. think Mario would be as famous as he is now if he didn't have a mustache. Yeah, imagine how different the world would be. The Patriots would be an awful NFL franchise. Boston as a whole may have been abandoned as a city altogether due to its totally unlikable populace. Dogs and cats living together like mass hysteria. Yeah, I mean, it's like a whole butterfly effect if Mario did not have a mustache. Did you ever see Butterfly Effect? I actually think that movie's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I, the butterfly effect, I love it. It's based, never mind. There's a, there's a short story about the butterfly effect. And like how it how that idea originated, but yes, um, look into Butterfly Effect. It's a fun fun little short story. And watch Ashton, Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. Yeah, probably but it's best yeah, movie anyways. though. Don't you think? That's probably true. Um, underrated underrated hot chick in that movie, Amy Smart, really really hot for a period in the two thousands. Yes, I think everyone. I think every twenty something year old boy in the two thousands had a crush on a. Amy Smart at one time or another, or another. For good reason, yeah. Okay, um, so um, let's let's get into Mario a little bit. So um, for sure, Brennan gave the synopsis. I mean, how old were you when you got it? Did you did you have an NES when you were a little boy? You did, right? You got when you were like four yeah, years. I got one. I I got when I was like four in like nineteen like so eighty seven. I might have got when I was did, three. Yeah, I don't. I got it when I was young. Did you get um? Did you get Super Mario three like shortly after it came out? Gosh, I. So I was just looking at the dates of when the game was released. It was released in America 
in February on February twelfth of nineteen ninety. So, but it had released in Japan like two years earlier, and so there was all this hype for the game because it had been released in Japan, and there's all this like anticipation like coming to America, coming to America. But like, I must have gotten this game really close to when it came out. I do know that when it got over here to the states, there was a yeah, you know, it was like like you said, mass hysteria, dogs and cats, whatever. And uh, they, um, it was hard to it was hard to get your hands on at first, and then it became one of the, the highest selling video games of all time. But yeah, I, I had it. Um, I played through it all. The, I mean, I I lived in Nashville at the time, and I, I I actually beat this game. It was one of the first. Like I remember it being one of the first video games that I actually got through and beat as like a as a kid like I was seven years old or so and um but yeah I got it I remember going to Toys R Us and you remember when you went to Toys R Us back in the in the you'd have to go pick up you had to like the games would all be like on a shelf not on a shelf but like they'd be like in like fake boxes and you had to get like a little card and you had to take it up to the front um yeah I don't know so I I went and did that and I I do remember that I I got the game, and I think my dad probably bought the game because I think my dad was just as interested in playing the game as I was, like because it was it was Super Mario, and it was like if for those of you who don't who don't have never played video games before, if you've never played video games before, get the hell Super off Mario our Brothers. podcast. Yeah, exactly. For those of you, but there was a kind of a bastardized Super Mario Brothers two that came out in America uh, that wasn't really a Super Mario Brothers game at all. It was just a reskinned version of a J- Japanese game that had that they Nintendo of America decided, "Hey, let's just slap Mario characters on these players and like make it some this random Super Mario Brothers game." But you know, it wasn't really um a a real sequel. And so like and it wasn't even really a real Mar- didn't feel like a Mario game in terms of like what the original Mario game felt like. And so this was like the first, it was the next step up from, from the original Mario. And like people were just waiting and waiting and waiting for this game. And so, yeah, I played it. I played the shit out of it. And it's one of the games that I've continued to play even as an adult. When did you play it? The first, first I time. got it right when it, we got it right when it came out. I, I'm positive because if it came out in 1990, I was definitely living at this one house in Federal Way. And uh, me and all the other neighborhood kids would play it all the time. I remember when we first got it, like, we couldn't, like, beating, we we eventually beat World 1, and I remember that was a big deal, then we started playing World 2, we couldn't beat it. Um, there was, like, this 17-year-old, like, neighbor kid who lived right next to me, and this kid literally, like, sat in his house all day long and played it constantly. This kid's name was Jordan, and when I was, like, six years old, I thought he was, like, the coolest guy ever. Looking back, didn't he have any friends or girlfriends? What was wrong with this kid? Because literally all he did was play video games <laughs> by himself in this like, like dungeon of a room. And he let me watch him play the very last level once. I like went over to his house for some reason. He was like, hey, I was just about to beat Mario 3. You want to watch it? I was like, what? And I went over there and I saw him beat Bowser in the end. And I was, I was like, I couldn't believe that somebody had beaten it. And he was like, yeah, there's eight worlds. I was like, no effing way. And at the time, I hadn't <laughs> even got past World 2. But uh, yeah, we had it right away. I remember taking it to my cousin's house. A few months after we got it, we all like played it all night, like my family and their family, like all like eight of us or whatever, all in the living room, like taking turns, trying to 
you know, get farther and farther. And we actually made it to world three, the water world. And that was like a super big deal. And we talked about it for a really long time, like way too long than we should have. Remember that time we made it to world three in Mario three. But, uh, um, at some point early on, I began separating myself from the other kids on my block and my sister, except for Jordan. Jordan was always the best, but all the other kids, I got better than like pretty quickly. I remember this one time I was at the very beginning of world two and I already had 14 lives. And I remember somebody Ooh. saying like, Adam, how the hell did you get 14 lives already? And I remember my sister looking at him going practice. And she was like proud of me, but she was like never <laughs> proud of me in those days. I remember <laughs> thinking it was like a big moment, you know, I was like, Whoa, I gained my sister's respect at least for the moment. Um, <laughs> so we were, we were early on it and we were big on it and I was good at it like right away. Um, so, you know, obviously I loved it. You loved it. Everyone loved it. Right. But what, what mm -hmm. would you say before we get too deep in the mechanics and the levels and the baddies and stuff, what do you think just overall simple, simple question? What do you think your favorite part about the game is? I think it just had to be how diverse the game was and, you know, like going from playing, you know, this regular Mario, um, and taking just taking Super Mario 2 out of it completely, like going from that and just having, you know, the, the power-ups in, in the original Mario where you had the, the flower and you had, like, the star. Like, that was it. But, like, in this game, it introduced a whole slew of new suits you could have. You had, um, you know, you had the, fire, the, the flower, the firepower came back. You had the, then you had the new suits, like the Tanuku suit, the, the, the flying suit. Um, no one calls it Tanuku. Okay, whatever. Pretty sure it's tan uh, Tanuki. Tanuki. So you had that where you could you could if you ran f fast enough you could fly. It had the frog suit, which was really cool. Um, had the Hammer Brothers Hammer, suit. Hammer Brothers. Yeah. Um, what was your, also had so a, what was your favorite? What was your favorite suit then? Well, my favorite suit is kind of like a, a little bit of a secret. Well, not so much of a secret. I didn't learn about this until a little bit later. Uh, but there's a there's a version of the like the the flying suit that it's like a full body suit like you're not it's, and you can become a statue if you press down or press up. That's the Tanuki. That's the Tanuki suit. That's the Tanuki suit. Okay. I, well, there's two versions of it though. There's one that you can turn to a statue, and there's one that you don't turn to a statue. That's not um, true. Every Tanuki suit ever, you can turn into a statue. That is not true. There's two different yes, versions it of it, isn't there? There oh, is man, not gotta... two different versions of the Tanuki suit. There's one Tanuki suit, and you can turn into stone. What, what, who am I talking to? What all podcast are we wait, doing wait, right wait, now? Wait, 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 wait. All whoa, flying whoa, whoa, suits. Whoa, whoa, you, whoa. Wait a minute. All flying suits, you could turn into a stone? To the no, stone statue? The tanuki, no, the Tanuki suit, oh, you could turn okay, into okay, a okay, stone. Okay. Sorry. A statue. You're right. The, the raccoon wait, okay, you're right. suit, you could not. The raccoon I thought they were. I thought that was called the Tanuki suit. No, no. Anyway. There's raccoon, raccoon okay. Mario. Then there's Tanuki Mario. Yeah. Um, but then there's. Right other, the, I, I'm I, sorry. I'm I really feel like sorry. My, I feel like my my podcast partner is in another castle. Like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Give me my P wing was, so I can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. And then and then you had like you had like the cheat suits where you could like get through levels quicker, like. I always use, I always save the P wing suit for like the like final like uh, stages, so you could get through them really quick. Um, yeah, but Th they uh, were really useful for like air. But that's, 
Yeah, area. So that was probably what was so great about this game is like not only was it a brand new Mario, but it also had all these new elements to it. Um, and the and the overworld map was cool. Like that was something yeah. different. Like you could like you could choose your own adventure kind of. What was your favorite yeah. thing? Well, you touched on both. The overworld map was really cool. It, it gave you sort of a new perspective of playing the, the game, which was really fun. And it was really well done. And, and there was, it was an active map. Like, things were moving around and changing on it, like those Hammer Brothers guys that would run around. And um, do you remember the, the music box where you could put the mm-hmm. Hammer Brothers to sleep? And there was, like, the yeah. pipe level where you could put those little, like, uh, Venus flytrap things to sleep. Um, so that was really cool. But I think, overall, my favorite thing was just the level design. Like, every single level was just so well done. There's not a lot of phoned-in levels. Um, they're all different. They've all got, you know, highs and lows. They've got a, a fair amount of power-ups in every level, I'd say. There's, there aren't too many levels where there's, no, where there's too few or too many. I would say mm-hmm. that they're usually, like, just right, and they, they seem to know when to come into play. The, the diversity of baddies in those levels is... It makes it just a challenge. Like every time you play it, it's just like a new challenge. Even though you know the levels, you still have to work to defeat them. There's a lot of timing. Like uh, we mentioned the airship levels, which are constantly moving. There's other levels where like um, you're on like a floating island that's going, it's going through the level and you got to collect all the coins. There's like a, there's a, there's like a, a ship level where the water the water is rising and falling and there's like that big oh. birth of fish that jumps up and eats you there. And yeah. then the, the mini castles are really cool too. Um, and then obviously all the options, power ups, like you said, just a really cool, unique experience. It's, and every time you play, it's a little different. You, you could use your power ups differently. You could beat the levels differently. You mentioned using P wings, all the hard levels. I'm so with you. When I was a kid, I would use the P wings and the clouds on all the hard levels. But now mm-hmm. that I play it, like, because I'm, like, a effing expert at it now, I, like, don't use those. In fact, I, like, don't even get them because I don't want them clouding up my inventory. i got to make room <laughs> for, you know, mushrooms. Yeah. yeah the, the level design in this game was just, it, it, and it still is, like, it's just unparalleled. Like, it's just, there, there were short levels, some of them, but, like, they were just so well designed. Like, it was so just. So fun, yeah. Yeah, it was So much just, good jump. So much good timing jumps um, mm-hmm. built into every level. And then jumping off of bad guys to get things. Like, you know, when you would jump on a bad guy, you could jump even higher. And then how mm-hmm. that became like a mechanic to get up onto higher ledges or to get like power-ups that were up high that you couldn't reach. And how you could bounce on from like bad guy to bad guy to bad guy and like jump through really hard parts of the level if your timing was right. That shit was just so cool. Absolutely. Yeah, it was... All right, well, let's, was, I think yeah. if you're done with that, I think we should go through the worlds and talk about some of the pros and cons in each world. So, like, World 1, obviously, we won't spend a lot of time on. It's just kind of getting you used to the game. Um, there's a, yeah. there's mm-hmm. this there, there's this one level, I think it's level 4. It's either level 3 or 4 in World 1, where it's one of those uh, jump timing levels, where you're. it's sort of one of those airship levels where there's all these, like... Um, platforms that fall and you have to keep jumping to the right and to the right and to the right and it's like the level's always moving and if you collect every was single it, yeah. point in that level you get a white house and it's your, like your first p-wing and uh like the first time i did that was on accident i was like what the hell is this so there's like bonuses if you get all the coins in a few levels there's like one in every world 
where if you get it, this mm-hmm. little special white house pops up on the map like out of nowhere, and it makes this really fun sound like like you just unlocked a secret, like and uh, mm-hmm. you go in there and it's Toad, but there's only one chest. You're like, holy shit, I'm about to get something badass. And uh, so level one was just like the prairie or something. It was called like Prairie Hills or some shit like that. Actually, that was the name of a place I worked at. <laughs> yeah, Prairie Hills. I was gonna say that's some that's a place here in Spokane. <laughs> yeah, I used um, to work there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anything else to say about World One? Yeah, it was just what well, World One. Yeah, was just introducing you to the mechanics of the game. It had. Every level had a little bit of what you're going to expect going forward. Not, I mean, not everything, but some of them. But yeah, it was just a, it was just an intro to the game. Um, and then but World, world two, 2, Desert World, which is apparently Adam's favorite world. Um, I don't, it's I don't know among them. <laughs> yeah, it's among them. Um, I think World 5 might be my favorite, but World 2 is definitely up there. The sand level. Yeah, the sand level was... It was good. I mean, there it was long. There was a lot of different. Um, it was much bigger than the first world. It, it's like the first world was all contained in like one. You couldn't like go anywhere else. Um, but in the second level, it was one frame, and then it became, and then it went to a second frame, which was really, which was like, oh, this, this, it's going to be even bigger than like the world one. You know, like when you're first playing, you had no idea what to expect. Um, but yeah, World 2, like uh, some notables, um, the sun level, the sun level the in World sun. 1, the, like you're just playing as, like you're just going, like the, I remember the first time playing it, you're just like playing this level, and you see the sun, it has a face on it, and then all of a sudden, the sun just comes alive, and then this like shoots down and like hits you, and like you die, or you get, or you be, if you're big, you become smaller, and uh I remember, like, and now I, whenever I play that level, you just, like, immediately just start running. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that's a very notable... I think people will remember I, that. I always, I always kill the sun with a turtle shell. I always, oh, like, did. get a turtle, and I... Yeah, I always stomp on a turtle, and I hold it, and I go, let's fucking go, bitch, let's go! And I wait for him to come down, and I fuck his ass up. And then I run, and I, like, cheer. I'm like, yeah, what, what, you know who you're messing with? And then he comes back, and then I just gotta outrun him. I, I'm a big smack talker during video games. If I played online with all these, like, Madden losers, I would be the most annoying guy on there. Like, because Brennan can tell you, I'm pretty good at talking shit, especially if I think I'm right about something or if I'm really good at something. <laughs> and I'm, like, really true. good at Mario. Yeah. So, yeah, World 2 was Desert Land. Um... There, was, well, there was a couple of really, there was a couple of really cool parts of this level. Number one is, um, Brennan said it, the, the sun. But then there was, uh, there was like these gated mushrooms that you, mushroom huts that you could get to. So if you like beat the mini castle, it would open up this special mushroom hut over mm-hmm. to the left. And I think that's where you get the hammer. Um, yes. And you need the, ha- you need the hammer to get the next flute. Um, we already talked about the flute in world one, but there's a flute in world two. Which is really hard to see. So Brennan said there's like one frame of levels in World 1. And there's allegedly, there's supposedly two frames of levels in World 2. But if you go to the very far top <laughs> right corner and you use the hammer, you can go into a secret third frame of level 2. Where you can get like a frog suit in a, in a mushroom hut. And then you can also kill uh, a Hammer Brothers to get your second magic flute. 
Wait a minute. You get uh, your third magic flute. Oh, your sorry. third yeah, magic third, flute. Right. Sorry. There's two in World 1. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what I'm thinking of... There's a... There, there's a couple of... Yeah, there's there, one level there, where, like, if you, have, if you have Mario, if you have Raccoon Mario, right as soon as the level starts, you can fly up directly to the left through these, like, blocks. And then mm-hmm. up above, there's, like, a secret level above the regular level, and all it is is coins and, like, coin collection and bonuses and shit. Yeah. Level 2 is full of a lot of, like, stuff like that. And then there's, yeah. there's, like, this really cool pyramid level that you go into. That's, yeah, there is that, yeah, there is, and it, you have, it was kind of like a maze um, and when you get inside. Yeah. It wasn't really much of a maze, but, like, you, but when you're playing it for the first time, you're, like, kind of, get the dead end and you kind of have to find your way through it. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was, I'm trying to think of another level. Like there was also, yeah, I'm, I know what you're talking about now that one level where you fly up and it's all coins, but there's also water below it. And it kind of teases you that you can fly up because there is like, like a, a brick right there that you can hit through. And if you just can fly exactly. up there, if you fly up, you fly through you, a bunch yeah. of bricks. Yeah. Yeah. So, so world three was, the water world, which I'm going to argue might be everyone's most unfavorite world. Really? I, I hated the water world. I would skip Whoa. this. I would skip this level. It was so stinking hard. You're, the first when you mentioned that level earlier with the Big Bertha um, fish one, that stupid level. I spent so much time on it because. What would happen is the water would rise and fall. And when, it was, when the water was low, you could get through the level pretty quickly. But then it would rise and you would, all of a sudden, you would all of a sudden slow down or you couldn't get to a certain area. But then when the water rose, it also had this big fish that you would like come and like eat you. It didn't matter if you were small or big. It would eat you. And if it ate you, the level was over. And, uh, and it was always just really stressful for me. It was just like, in the, I mean, the, music, the music in this game is amazing because like, it was always, it was really, really fast. Like, it was just, like, frantic. Yeah. It was very frantic. And, like, but there were so many levels like that in this, in the water world where, like, you had to, like, contend with the water. And the water always slowed you down, making the levels so much harder to, to get through. Two things. All right. I don't agree that World 3 is the, <laughs> is the worst world. I mean, I, that may be the most popular opinion because I think a lot of people would probably not be playing the game as much as I was. I, I think World 7 is definitely, like, the hardest, least favorite. But um, long, World 3, there's a couple really cool things about it. First of all, there's a bunch of water levels where you get to use your fucking frog suit. And if you use your frog suit in the fir- in the right places on this, on this game, those mm-hmm. levels are so much fun. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, because it gave you so much more control of your character. And the and the frog suit would let you get into secrets, like it would let you like swim through streams that mm. regular Mario couldn't swim through, That's and true. you would mm-hmm. access like places that had bonus one ups or or bonus coins or whatever. Also, there's this really awesome like badass underwater mini castle in that level where mm-hmm. like uh, there's all these like ghosties chasing you, and you got to go between them and up and above, and and it's underwater the whole time until you get to Boom Boom, who's that weird little like midget flying guy at the mm-hmm. end of every mini castle where you get the boom boom coin 
And then also on the very far right of this map, there's like these two little hidden islands that you can take that boat over to and get all the bonus power ups. Yeah, that that boat just like the level just looks cool, and it's got these like bridges that like go up and down every other turn. So sometimes you can get to like one level, and one time you can't. I don't know. I love level three. I think it's really fun, but it's definitely more of a challenge. Yeah, the the if the first level is like oh on a scale of ten is a a three, and sand level is like a five, the water level just becomes like almost like a nine or a 10 just because of the, the difficulty, like all those like extra lives that you've like built up in the first three levels or in the first two levels, like you're going to need them in the water level. Like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to die a lot in the water level. Um, and so, and then when the boss of the boss of world three is windy and she throws mm -hmm. like these life preservers at you. And she's one of the, she's one of the more difficult bosses to defeat. Is she on a ball or is that a different one? I think she, she like might be, yeah, or she might be on, on her own life preserver. She's balancing on something. I don't remember what. Yeah, I remember <laughs> one of the things about so one of the things is like sometimes you try to get through a level really quickly, and the thing about Mario Three is that you could skip levels, um, and and you could just get to the, you could try to get to the boss more quickly. Well, I remember one time I played through level three, and I went and I just did I got to the boss as quickly as possible, and and then if you lose to the boss or you lose on the boss level, it the ship that they're on flies away and goes somewhere else on the yeah. map. Yeah. And uh and but if you there is a way you could get through to the end without going through one part of the map. Well yeah. I like totally avoided this part of the map just so I could get to the end. And the the thing stupid ship flew to the part and I had to I had to go through another level to get to to yeah. get to it, because if you remember the bridges, there exactly. was bridges that went. The bridges went up and down depending on when you. Yeah, I know exact. I know exactly what you're talking about, and this is a good segue to bring up a very special, rare bonus item that can be achieved, known as the anchor. Did you ever find an anchor? Man, I don't know if I did. This there is was probably this is... like. Do you know what an anchor is? Gosh, I, I don't. I, if I if I ever got one, I don't even know if I ever knew what to do with it. It's okay. Come sit on my knee and let me spin my yarn. <laughs> so, you remember you remember that level I was mentioning in uh, World 1 where you have to collect all the coins and then a bonus White House would appear and you get a P-Wing? Yeah. Well, there's two or three levels like that in Super Mario 3 where if you collect all the coins or you do all the whatever, you get you get a special bonus White House and inside is an anchor. And an anchor can only be played on an airship level. And it's, a, it's to prevent that exact problem. So if you have levels that you, you have beaten, but maybe they're back alive now. Do you remember if you were playing two-player and, like, Mario would beat a level but, and you were playing as Luigi, but then Mario would die, he would lose all of his lives, and he would have to start over at the beginning of the map? All the mm -hmm. levels that he beat would be back up on the map. Do you remember that? Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to like rebeat them after you if you had to blow a continue. So yeah. either what Brennan described earlier would happen or that would happen where you guys would be dying and the fucking airship is flying to places where you can't even get to. So if you play an anchor on the airship before you go into the level, then the airship stays stationary. So even if you die, it just stays right there. Wow. 
I'm just I blew your mind. You, I, I mean, you just there's just so that's what's so great about this game is that you can learn about stuff about it like 30 years after the game came out. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. I blew you in your mind. Uh, anyway, so anyway, um, <laughs> level three was awesome. Let's move to level four now. The big, big little world, giant world. Yeah. So, so this world was actually you do this world because I want to do world five. World five is like my favorite. Okay. Uh, so giant land or giant world or whatever you want to call it was was great. It was like because um, everything was big in it and like I, I do I think it was just like a fun gimmick for the game. Like so like all the big all the bad guys were like were giants, but then you could like go through a little door and they'd become regular size again. I don't know if that happened on every level. Like you could do that. I think it might have just been a, maybe one or two, but um, but yeah, it was a fun. It was just a fun level in that like the design of it was like you would go into these levels and you'd see big goombas big koopas and it was just it was just a fun level i don't know if there's anything exactly memorable about it other than the fact that the the bad guys were big but like it was it was an interesting level to say like is there anything yeah is there any big secrets well, on this level that i'm missing no well a couple so i think it's level two or three is another one of those levels where you're like on a ship and everything's moving really fast, and you have to collect all the coins, and, like, there's something about flying fish coming at you. It's not like Big Bertha. It's like a regular-sized fish, and they don't eat you, but they do hurt you, and they're, like, flying out of the water every few seconds. And this is, like, level two or three, and if you collect all the coins in that level, I'm pretty sure that that's one of the anchor levels. Mm. Um, just FYI. And what makes that one especially difficult is there's a stretch with a with a... I think it's called a P-Up. Do you remember these P-Ups? They're like white little P-Boxes. And you yeah. hit them and they turn all the blocks into coins. Mm-hmm. So there's there's like a P-Up in this level. And you have to hit that at just the right time. And then backtrack and collect every single coin that was turned into a coin that used to be a block. And that makes that makes collecting all coins in that level like especially difficult. Um, then there's mm-hmm. a really cool water level on this on this on World 4 where you can turn into a frog and get special bonuses. And then later in the world, after the first mini castle, or maybe there's, I feel like there's a really cool, like maze-ish, like a mazy mini castle on this one. And there's, there's another level, level five or six, where you could get your first Tanuki suit. So that's why mm. I like level four. If you get your Tanuki suit at like level five, then you, or maybe it's level six, then you only have to beat the mini castle. Then you go straight to the main castle. And I'm going to bring that up because I, I forgot to bring it up in World 3. The very last level before the airship in World 3, you can you can earn a frog suit in the level. You can find it. It's a secret. So to me, as a, someone who's played the game 100 times, the challenge is beating Windy Koopa in your frog suit and getting oh, the gosh. special ending. Because if you, beat, if you defeat a Koopling in a frog, Tanuki, or Hammer Brother suit, you get a special ending the the princess or whoever like the king that you saved he says something else like he doesn't say what he always says did you know that huh. i did not know that either wow I'm blowing <laughs> your just, mind again i just i'm just such a layman when it comes to Mar- super mario 3 i did not know that there's all these I crazy secrets blowing you i, I just Play. feel like i just feel like i should have known this stuff by like reading it on the internet but Apparently, I just I to- never read this. So I told you, I'm a, a Super Mario Brothers three encyclopedia. I can talk about this stuff <laughs> all day. 
<laughs> so anyway, so if you can beat Wendy in a frog suit, you have my mad respect because that shit is hard. I can get to Wendy in the frog suit, but I, it's really difficult to beat her because she's got all these fucking um, like uh, life life preservers floating around and she's jumping on her ball. And the jumps from Frog Mario when you're not in water are just difficult to master because they're sort yeah, of, uh, it, they're like imperfect. They, they're, and, they don't and, reoccur the same way. Yeah, and they're kind of delayed. Um, not delayed, but like it's just very like very touchy. <laughs> yeah, um, and then in World Four, you can get a Tanuki suit right at the end of the level. You can earn it inside of a level with a secret, but mm. then you have to beat the the mini castle, the ma- the one with the maze, which is kind of difficult. And then you have to beat the the main airship, which you were talking about level difficulty, level three being like an eight or a nine. I would say level four is back down to like a five or a six. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's probably about the same as world two, roughly. But the airship portion of level level four is actually pretty difficult, as I recall. I remember having yeah. kind of a tame world, but kind of a difficult airship. Um, so anyway, level four move, you beat that one and you go to my favorite world, world five. So this world's really cool. You start, you start in like the land and then you, Mm -hmm. you like warp up to the clouds like later. So like the first half of the world, you're, you're in like this special little village and this, this world is just like full of secrets. There's just all these, these cool, fun power-ups. I think it's level one. If you use a P-wing you can fly straight up at the very beginning and go into this super special bonus place that has like mm-hmm. eight one-ups and all these coins. Yeah. And there's like a music box even that you can earn. And then level two as well, it's like one of these levels where you fall a really... It's like you go down this inner tube and you fall a really long time. But mm-hmm. if you hug the right at the very beginning and you don't fall and you have Raccoon Mario and you like use your little tail maneuver to kind of glide, yeah. you can like... You can like jump up and go above this world to other secrets. Um, and then you get into the cloud level, and there's like two Tanuki Marios that you can get just that are inside levels. And there's um there's this really fun level where you're like jumping on the backs of these beetles with wings. You remember that mm-hmm. level? Yeah, like that's what I was gonna bring I was gonna I was gonna bring that level up because that was I've I've recently played that level and it is so that so it, it is very difficult. Like it takes a lot of timing, and it takes also takes a lot of patience. Like yeah, world world five is the first world I think where like it really kind of separated the men from the boys. Like uh, you know, shitty kids you knew could get to world four, but could they get to world five? I don't know. And could they beat it? Well, Probably not. Not I like did, I, did, I, I think there is a lot of occasions where like if you ha- if I had. If I got to the Sky World and I had a flute, I would sometimes skip it. Because I, I think if you're in World 5, you can just go right to World 8, right? Like Maybe. That's... I don't remember. I honestly don't use... I never use you never flute, used, I used feel like flute? I'm depriving... Well, I mean, I used to when I was a kid, but I haven't used them in so right. long. I, I don't really remember. There, There is like a trick to it. Like some of them, you can only jump up one world, but some of them, if you're in the right sequence, you can jump up to three, like you said. So I, yeah. I remember that part, but I don't remember what what the numbers were that, that correspond to which. If you had three, lo- if you had, if you if you went through the first level, got both of the flutes, went and played World Two, got the third flute, you could use all three flutes to get to World Eight. Um, yeah, so. but, but you wouldn't um, have any power ups, and you wouldn't have you wouldn't any use. lives, so you'd be that, you'd be toast. That's true. 
You need a couple peelings so, in that in that final stage. Um, yeah, and, and hammer bros and shit. So, so world, world five is really fun. I I like it. There's this one really really difficult. I think it's the very last level before the airship, where you're like it's like one of these levels where you have to constantly jump up so that you don't die because mm-hmm. the, the it's the map is like scrolling up and there's like all these moving parts that keep appearing in front of you to make a jump at the last second. Then there's yeah. this one at the very end where your only jump is like somehow you got to jump straight up, but you can't jump through the thing. You have to like jump around it. And there's those little fuckers that have like these black heads and like balls of fire as their butts and their tails, and they spit those balls of fire at you. Yep, peewing. That's what, I always use peewing on that level. I I, I remember yeah. it vividly. Like if you I, you could get shot, you could get shot on your peewing from those little fuckers. Oh gosh, with the fireballs. That, that was the worst. Getting and you only sh- had getting, so many like, P-Wings, so if you, lo- if you yeah. lose a P-Wing like that, it's like, I mm-hmm. fucking hate you, black fireball spitter dickhead. Uh, so, in, yeah, qu- so after World 5 comes World 6, which is just the Iceland, and may- maybe this could be argued. This is probably the least played of, uh, yeah. Of, yeah. The, of the world. Like, I think this world may be the most difficult. Well, six, six, and seven are are about the same to me, I guess. I mean, world yeah. eight's definitely the hardest, but like six and seven are both pretty tough. I think they're markedly more difficult than world three. I was a little bit surprised to hear you say that. Um, yeah, well, I guess you're right. I mean, maybe I just remember world three so much because it was the one world I could get to like pretty easily, but it would be the most frustrating. So I'd like I would leave it and go to the next world that I knew I could beat, which was a giant land. Um, yeah. And so, like, I would usually skip three, go to five, and then go beat five and go to six, and then I would just skip six and seven altogether, or go to seven. Because I, I like the pipe world. I'd never spend much time on the Iceland. There's not many levels in it that I remember too well. Is, it, is that the level yeah. with the castle where the, the flame follows you? Um, there's like yes. a level. Yes, there's there's a level where yeah, yeah. It, I, know, it's like a, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, that's World like one... Six. I would say World Six was probably the least memorable of all of them. It has this ice, this loose ice theme, but it it mm-hmm. isn't it isn't as overbearing of a theme as most of the other levels and their themes. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of icy levels where you're slip sliding around a lot. They did this thing where there was uh like coins and these little like uh Venus flytrap dudes like stuck inside of ice. And so yes. there's a couple levels where if you get fire Mario, you can go and you can release a bunch of coins with fireballs. Mm-hmm. And one of those is a special level where you get like a where you get a white house, by the way. Mm. And one um. of them has like has like the secret where if you spit the fireball at the icy piranha plant, he doesn't just come to life. He like turns into a coin and you can get the coin and then go through the inner tube that he was guarding and get a free Tanuki suit. Or no, no, you get a free Hammer Brothers suit. And that's, Ooh, I think that's Hammer the Brothers first suit. Hammer Brothers suit you get. So I'm always like, I'm always like waiting for that level. Like, oh yes, Hammer Brothers suit. Cause if you've made it this far in the game, then you get to be a motherfucking Hammer Brother. And oh, Hammer Brother was... was so cool. That Talk was about uh, Hammer Brothers. Well, Hammer Brothers were 
Hammer Brothers originally appeared in the original Mario, and they always came in twos, and they were on like their second, their two levels, and they were so effing annoying to get around. And so difficult because you, you have to jump faster because their right. little hammers were flying so fast, and you were a fucking slow eight bit motherfucker. <laughs> and so yeah, you you'd have you'd have to time it right, and so and then you know they returned in Super Mario Brothers three. Um, but, but yeah, there was a secret where you could get, you could get the suit for the Hammer Brothers and you could become a Hammer Brother. And I remember getting that for the first time and being like, this is so stinking cool. And I had a, I, I had a game genie and there was a, I, I believe there was a code where you could just like be Hammer Brother full time. Yeah. And yeah. Well, you, and I like if you want, you can have like unlimited Hammer Brothers in your inventory. Yeah. Um, and I definitely made use of that sometimes just to like have fun. Um, so playing the yeah. game through with like Hammer Brothers suit is like a little too easy though because right when you duck, you like can't get hit with fireballs and shit. Oh, so you can yeah. duck out of the way. I, I, yeah, I and then and then the ham the hammer itself kills a lot of things that nothing else kills. Like you can kill ghosts with the hammer mm, and you can you can kill like piranha plants that are inside of their inner tube they don't even have to be out you could just, just throw them out? at the inner tube yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and i got so good at like throwing that hammer and it's sort of like uh it's sort of like um golden tea on you remember that that game that golf game in the bar golden tea where like sure. your momentum kind of affects how far you would hit the ball Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that with Hammer Mario. Like you can get a little bit of a running start, and you can really fling the hammer. If you get a big running start, you can throw it across the whole fucking stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a fun suit to have. Um, so last world before the final world was the pipe world, which was like it was you had to like it was kind of like a maze. You had to kind of find your yeah. way through. This, these, all these different pipes, and all the pipes led somewhere else. And I, 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 I probably don't even remember the. I, I probably don't remember the maze. If I got to it today, I probably would like. Probably no, you'd have to, to me, relearn but, it. You, um, well, it's but, not that difficult. It's either dead end or move forward, so it's pretty right, easy yeah. to figure out. But um, there was some. There was some really. There's one really memorable level where you you fall down. You start the level, you're falling down, and you have to jump all the way up through these pipes, all the way up to the top. Um, and I remember having this hell of a time beating that level. And it was one of the early levels. Yeah, it's it, like, like level one or two. Yeah, and you, but the cool thing about the levels, you could go through, you, it was kind of like an infinite level where like you could go from, you could jump from the right side of the map or right side of the screen, and you could, would have reappear on the left side of the screen. Um, yeah, interesting the, that they did that in like one or two levels, but 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 not of the others. Like that, it speaks to sort of the diversity of level design we were talking about. Where it's like, whoa, in this level you can jump out of the left and reappear on the right. Like we haven't been able mm -hmm. to do that the rest of the game. Why did they choose right. to do it in this level? I don't know, but it makes it cool. It's like, whoa, this level's different. It was a th it was a throwback to like the original to the original Mario Brothers, like the, the arcade game, where, like which was also. For those who don't know, it was a secret where you could, like, you could, if you landed on a Luigi-like space, or if you, you could, like, press start, and then you could go and play this old, uh, 
old style Super Mario game and you could like kill each other. And if you had collected like a star, like you could, the cards you collected at each stage, you could like steal from, from the other. Um, and I remember doing that to my friends all the time. More than better than that, though, if you beat them in the mini game, it was your turn on the main map, so you could just yeah, that's true. you could just screw your friends out of having turns. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, that's so but yeah, I remember having to like I remember having to like mix and match our cards, give my shitty friends like three stars or something because they would always be close to death. I'm like, yeah, you can have my stars; so they wouldn't die, you know. Couldn't you trade lives too? Like, if you had like a lot of lives, couldn't you trade lives with your friends? Is that, or am, no, am you're, thinking of, you're thinking of Super Mario World, where you press the L and R buttons, and you can mm. give each other lives. Yeah. Okay, um, so um, back to World 6. I don't think there's too much else that's too memorable to bring up. Um, there there's isn't. one... You know, real quick, I want to mention this one level in World 3, where you can collect, where you can get, like, 100 lives. So there's this spot in World 3 where there's a... I think his name is, uh, what is that guy that throws those little shell dudes at you? Lakatoy? Lakatu? Oh, yeah, the, the, the spike shells. Yeah, the guy yeah, that little... throws those spiky shelled Koopas at you, um, or whatever they are. I think his name is Lakatu, or something like that. We're going to go yeah, with I'm... Lakatu for the purpose of this podcast. So sure. Lakatu is in this world, and it's sort of like a grassy world in World 3. And you have to, like, clear out all the bad guys in this one section of map, except for one Koopa, one turtle. And then you have to go forward in the map and go get Lakitu, because he's farther along in the map. Then you have to walk him back to this other section of the map. And then you have to stand in this perfect spot underneath an inner tube and shoot and shoot off your turtle shell. And then it goes mm-hmm. in this little space where it's just going back and forth again and again, like, dun, 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 like it can't get out, right? And then Lakitu comes over and he starts chucking these little spiky dudes at you. And after you kill like five or six in a row, you start getting one one ups. So if you just mm. sit there for like the whole 200 seconds or whatever, you can get up to like 70 lives because there's a point where it's just wow. like one up, one up, one up, one up because he just keeps tossing these little spiky dudes at you. And the turtle that you kicked off keeps killing them. So you can just do it again and again and again. I learned that secret when I was pretty young. So uh, there was always one spot in World 3 where I could go to get, like, 50 lives. So that probably helped me, like, beat the game, get farther in the game and beat the game and be earlier at being good at this game than a lot of people because I had so many spare lives to, like, mess around with. Right. Uh, it was... Could you steal... Like, it's... I cannot say that word. Uh, it is like... It's, it's L-A-K-I-T-U. Um, could you steal his cloud and, like, ride it in... Super Mario Again, 3, or that's is that... Super Mario World. Oh, goodness. This um, this guy. It's a good thing yeah. we have a podcast to educate people like you about For the sure. Um, um <laughs> So, World 7, anything else than that one? Not really. I mean, it there's, was... There... There's a really, really hard underwater world, like level 4, I think. It's, mm. it's super difficult. And there's all these fucking jellyfish. And there's like yes. these jellyfish mothers. Oh, and they just like, they just, like, they just, they just they, like out of shit out their little babies mm-hmm. at you, you remember? And they come yes. at you for like every direction, like shrapnel. <laughs> you need it, you definitely this is like where it came, like where inventory management was important. Like if you if you're trying to play through the full game without using flutes, you would you would need to like save your you know, your heavy hitters for like levels like this to have like the frog suit 
Because like you really needed the control of the frog suit in that level. Uh, yeah, but even and, with it, you get to those goddamn oh, jellyfish mothers, and they they kill you, and suddenly you're just a regular fucking Mario. And then you've got those other big Berthas coming at you that like spit little baby fish at you. They don't eat you, but they spit shit at you. They spit them at yeah. They spit them and they swallow them again. They spit them again. Shitty way to live, by the way, if you're one of those babies. It's a good thing it's a Friday because I think I'm. I think you're. I think I'm going to go and play this game. I so want to play this game after this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Talking about this game makes me so excited to play it. I um, we talked about this on another podcast some other time. How to me the ultimate way of to maximize being a kid again and playing video games is if you and I could play online our old favorite games and they feel exactly the same way. Like, if you and I could get on, like, Nintendo Switch online right now and play Super Mario 3 two-player, but it's like we're sitting together, you know, but in our maybe our little faces are in the corner of the TV. Once technology reaches that point, I, I can die. Like, there, <laughs> there will be nothing greater than that to me, than if you and I could relive our, like, six-year-old years. Can't you do that on this Nintendo Switch now? Like, isn't that something you can do yeah. through the new, like... Online, Nintendo Online is play these old games together, or can we not do if that? If you can, if you can play Super Mario Three Online together, how the fuck have I never heard of that? Like, I'm not saying well, you're I, wrong, but if you're right, I'm so mad at myself for not knowing that. So recently, Nintendo, re, Nintendo, the Nintendo Switch released this new online program um, where you have to pay like, I think it's like three. It's like really small. It's like two ninety nine per month to have like online and. Through the online, you get you get access to the NES library, um, or part and like, and they're releasing new games, like two, three new games every month, and it's it's free to play except that you're paying like a a fee every month. Um, and so one of the games you can play is Super Mario Brothers three, um, and it, it makes me wonder, like, because I, I know one of the things that they talked about rolling out is like any multiplayer games in there you could you could play like balloon fight is one of them. Like you can play online against a friend and makes me wonder if you could do that with super Mario three. I'll have to check that out when I well, get Well, you home. know, you know, we have a pact that once that technology is available, we agreed to go both go purchase everything we needed to do so that we could do it together. So if this right. is a thing and we can do it, then we're playing this weekend. Oh, I have it. I've been, uh, I was going to save this, but I, I've been going through old Nintendo games. I'm, on it and i've been playing um you're one of your favorite games <laughs> zelda 2 bubble bobble I'm oh joking. link I've been, go- <laughs> I've been i've been going through zelda 2 and playing that um and uh but yeah um for sure what's that all right so, so i was nothing i was gonna go off on a tangent but it's all right let's move forward so um we've got uh what wh- how many so world seven we're, we went we're, through we're, world eight there were a World Eight, okay. We're at World and, Eight, yeah. Um, world Eight's a fucking shit show. There's tanks. There's like warships. There's hot lava. There's like this. There's like all these airships. There's these hands that come out of fucking nowhere and grab you and pull you into these levels with flying fish and the Hammer mm-hmm. Brothers everywhere. And there's this like one level where you can't see. It's like a blackout world, and you go from oh level my gosh, to level. Yeah. And there's that fucking ki- that fucking killer sun comes back. There's yeah. another tank. There's another warship. There's the hardest mini castle ever created yes. in the world, which is like this I'm... ultimate maze where you can't go anywhere. There's doorways everywhere. And it's like two castles before the end of the game, so you've used up all your best inventory. Like, mm-hmm. World 8 
bends you over a post and has its way with you. It like <laughs> it's you are world eight bitch is all I'll say. Yes, it was tough. It was uh it was it was it didn't it didn't it didn't start easy either. There was no intro to this. Like when we're talking about, you know, on a scale from one to ten, like this this level is probably a twelve. Um <laughs> like it was it was tough. And oh, man, it was like the I think that I I don't remember, they don't have my what's the first level you play in this game? Is it a tank? Is it one of the flying tank levels? It's it's, it's a tank or it's mm-hmm. a warship or something that's I think it's a tank. And it's yeah. like you have to move from left to right constantly. It's one of those levels but, where you don't get to choose when you move, it moves you. And yeah, but it's like but it's, guns it's, it's going it's, off. Yes, it's a tank level. It is a tank level. And it's not fast. It's not a fast like scrolling level. It is slow. Like if you could get through this level as fast as possible, it would be amazing. But you have to like go through this level like at its own at the pace of at the pace of the what they tell you to do and you, like yeah it has yeah. you right where it wants you and so i just remember i think i probably played that level i'd probably play that a dozen times and then i'd finally just be like f it i'm just gonna use a p-wing just so i can just hang out in the top but there were yeah. but there there were also there were angled cannons so like if you used your p-wing you could also still get hit up in the air so you had Absolutely. to be absolutely um, world, the best world thing to do, the best thing to do would be to like use the P wing and just kind of hang out in the like so you could see yourself so you could like always kind of like avoid it. Um, yeah. So level level two is like a warship with like it's like going over hot lava, and mm-hmm. there's like three successive ships, and you start on ship one, and it's just the same thing. It's moving really slowly, and there's all these cannons and shit going off, and there, there's some sort of a some sort of like bob bomb. That, that mm-hmm. keeps coming at you in world oh, the, yeah, these bomb it bombs. Fra- mm-hmm. It has shrapnel too when it dies. Yeah, it like goes off and there's like little explosion in four directions. Anyway, after you beat ship one, you can get under the hull of ship two and swim underneath the ship of ships two and three. Did you uh, know that? I I've I've watched a video of someone doing that. Yes. Um, oh yeah. I know. So I don't I've, think I ever. I, figured, I don't think I ever did it. it. Yeah, um, it's a little. It's a little tricky because you have to do it when the hole is right. You have to do it when the hole is like at the top of the water, and then you mm. have to swim underneath it real quick to get under like a little air pocket or something. But I learned how to do it, so I know how to beat. That's the thing with me in like Super Mario Three. I sort of know all the tricks, and mm-hmm. so it's not even that difficult sometimes. And right. so now sometimes when I replay it, I like don't do the tricks on purpose to challenge myself. To challenge it's sort yourself. of like it's sort of like when you're lifting weights. And you add an extra bar to do some reps, you know. When you when you say, "Not, I'm not doing 120 day. I'm doing 160," <laughs> um, or whatever. Yeah. So you so you so you get through this first part of the level, like this first part of the 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 map on World Eight, and you're thinking like, "Okay, I'm I'm through this first part. This this part was hell to get through. Now I'm gonna get get I'm gonna get to the end." <laughs> and then you get to the next map, and it you're in like pitch black dark right and you don't have you don't even know where you're going right and is that am i am i, am I off is that well, you how missed, it goes you missed, the, you missed the little part where the hands come up out of nowhere and grab mm, you yeah and you so have that, to beat that one really hard airship level where it's going super fast mm-hmm. and but then, yeah, you, then get you get to the, the blackout level. To, yes and you get and then that's where you 
they're they they're more conventional levels. They're not like timed. Like there's another there is one more tank level at the very end when you go into Bowser. Um but uh they're they're that mini that I the you're mentioning the like the hardest like mini castle in the world. Like I was timed out on that level so many times. Like <laughs> that is so stressful when it's like dun 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 and everything speeds up, you're like, ah I don't know where I'm going. Um and I, I've so like I was saying earlier, is like I've played through this game recently as an adult, and it, if you and I don't play through the whole the whole game, like you know, I just skip to the final to the end, and I've gotten to that level recently, and I do not remember, I do not remember the maze of it, and so like I had, it took me like th- five lives to get through it. Um, the, key, the trick. The trick to that one is is trying to be Raccoon Mario so that you can like use your tail to break through some walls mm. and trying to stay out of as many of those doors as you can. You don't have to actually start using the doors until you get all the way to the right and you can't really go any further. Then you have to figure it out. That's one trick. If you yeah. don't have Raccoon or Tanuki Mario, then you have to use all those doors. It makes it you know, exceedingly more difficult. Yeah. One of the things we haven't talked about in this that we didn't mention in this, this is there's another power up in the game that you you get a couple times throughout the throughout the game. You might get it in some toad boxes, um, but you definitely get it at the like at the end of each world. You get like a power up. You get like a P wing, or you get this um, a cloud, and the cloud was used to skip like a level you didn't want to play, and right. And so you, Do you would remember, use like, this miss using get, the cloud a bunch. Yeah, definitely as a kid. I remember misusing it. I also remember misusing it as a kid, using it, and then going to the next level, and then di- then dying, and then I remember the first time this ever happened, you like, <laughs> and then you have to go back to the, like, so you would be sent back to the last world you beat. So if you tried to skip a level, <laughs> and then you die in the next level without beating it, you'd go back to the the, the last yeah. level you, uh, you, you completed. So, like, you totally, like, just lost wasted your cloud it. that you've like you wasted it. You've been stashing. I, I've done that many times. Yeah, the uh, trick. The trick that is, is after you use the cloud, you want to go to like a mushroom hut or something. Mmm. That's a, that way it saves that's your a progress. Pro, that's a that's a pro move, Adam. Yeah, I'm a pro. What I say. <laughs> but I would always like I would always put the fucking cloud on, and then I'd walk over to the level that I want to skip, and the cloud would wear off because I'd always forget that you have to be standing on the level. Before you put the fucking cloud on. Yep. So do you remember when you started getting uh, the music box? And you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, P-Wings are awesome. Clouds are really handy. Music boxes are stupid waste of time. First of all, who doesn't like fighting the Hammer Brothers? They're easy. It gives you a chance to use your stars. And you get shit from them. Like, cool shit. Who wants to put the Hammer Brothers to sleep? That's a... That's a good question. They Yeah, they weren't hard. Because, like, they... You know, the hardest ones were the ones where, like, so the Hammer Brothers would move around the map. And that's what I'm, one of the things I remember about the water, the water world is the Hammer Brothers would move around the map. And sometimes the, the, on the water world, the Hammer Brothers would then hover above, like, uh, like a water space. And if you went to the Hammer Brothers on that level, or when they're over that water space, there would be water on the stage, which would slow you down and make, Beating yeah. the Hammer Brothers really difficult. And if um, you were but... like small Mario, like if 
if you didn't have any power ups and you were like to your last little hit, you had to like swim at the bottom and you you pretty much like yeah. fucking you're like just hammer fodder at that point. <laughs> so true. Um yeah, the I never I never really used that at all. Like I, I would just I would just either I would either beat the hammer brother or I would just die and let it move on. Um so yeah, now so, when so, I yeah. now, um, now when I play it and I need to like cuz you get to a point in the game where you have more items than you have inventory space and you have to like start mm-hmm. using some to clear space. I'm always like I'll have to right. beat all the hammer brothers and use all my music boxes to like clear space. Yeah, I there's definitely a lot of inventory management like you just like use like a, a like a, a mushroom just to use it or a, yeah. or a star for that matter. I thought the stars were I always thought the stars were kind of dumb because like they you only use them for a second on the on the world, and so yeah, they don't last long enough. So you, they're, they're definitely. I think you're right. I think next to like music box, the star is the lamest. That's why I would always use them on the Hammer Brothers because you because it's a really mm, quick level anyway. So you use the star, you go in sure. and you just run, you just go kill them real fast. You don't have to deal with all that juking and jiving and jumping around. Yeah. Well, let's just move on to the final boss. Let's talk about Bowser. Like we've talked about this game. Well, it's been a, it's been a while now. Uh, we've gone through every stage, and now we're at the boss. Um, Adam, do you remember where you were at when you beat this game? Do you remember playing Bowser for the first time? And what are your what was your thoughts on beating Bowser or or Bowser? You know, there's some I, I'm, there's some people who don't like this Bowser this this stage, but um, you know what? Like why don't you ending. tell Why don't you tell yours first? Um. Well, I, I think I remember. I was living in Nashville. I remember. I remember it was like I had I woken up really early. I was living in Nashville. I was writing. I was writing country songs. Um, so I was living in Nashville, um, and I had I had watched. I had watched some older kids beat Bowser before, and so I was like, I knew what I, I knew what I was getting myself into. And uh, I remember this one day it was before school. I had woken up at like four o'clock in the morning. I couldn't go to sleep. Because I was like dreaming of, of beating, of beating Super Mario three, and I was like, I I was ready to do it. I probably even left my Nintendo on from the night before just so I could yeah. like continue playing, continue playing because you know like there's no saving. Um, and so I, so I woke up really early and I and I remember getting to Bowser for the first time and I just it was so difficult like it was as like an it's like in, I don't know how old I was. A seven, like I was probably like seven, six years old, seven years old. And um, you, because like Bowser, it was a, it was a totally different level, and it was a new mechanic that had like you had not had did not come into play at all in any of the other levels. So you're fighting Bowser, and then Bowser would just he would jump up in the air and he would do this butt slam on the floor, and the goal was that you would just like kind of stand underneath him and jump out of the way and like because below you was like these bricks and you had to let him butt slam the bricks enough so he would fall through into the lava I believe it was lava and um but it probably took me 10 plus times to do it um and it was yeah it's hard because it's I, not just it's not just that you have to get him to butt slam you have to get him to butt slam at least three times in exactly the yeah. right spot which makes it harder and harder right. for you to jump out of there every time because you're getting deeper and deeper mm-hmm. in that fucking hole. 
yeah and so but i remember that morning that morning in nashville and uh and beating bowser for the first time and uh you know and i'm to be completely honest with you i don't know what happens at the end i know you 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 rescued the princess i don't know if like did you, there was no there's no second there's no second like harder version of super mario 3 is there or is there am i missing well, that well, first thing, you go in and the princess fucks with you. She says something like, hey, thanks for rescuing me, but unfortunately your princess is in another castle. And she's like, just kidding. And you're, like, you're about ready to like choke a bitch when she, the first time you're there. You're like, no. <laughs> then she's like, just kidding. You're like, oh, thank God. And then the game starts over at, at world, level one, map one, and your inventory is it's flush with peewings. That's That's the ending. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Yeah. So you can just replay the game, basically. You can replay the game with, like, 40 P-Wings to start with. Or however many. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. But, um... So, yeah, that was my experience. It wasn't, like... I mean, it was fun to get through it for the first time. And I guess that was one thing that we... You know, there was... For all you millennials out there, there was no saving in this game. Like, yeah. you couldn't just, like... Turn off your system and then okay, I'm back at world five. No, if you if you were done playing, if you turned off your system, you're basically just saying I've had enough. I cannot I cannot get any further in this game, and I have to go to bed. Um, and so <laughs> your, your parents um, didn't like you leaving your Nintendo on because you know it wasted power or whatever. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think I believe my Nintendo like that was one of the ways like. Nintendo. Do, do you still have your original Nintendo, and does it still work? Like I, I uh, actually, the, the one. I actually just got rid of it when I moved down to California about six years ago because I've got all, every okay. Nintendo and Super Nintendo game on my Xbox mod. I just they were just sort of mm -hmm. redundant, so I decided to give them to right. Goodwill. So hopefully, some lucky so, little yeah. kid out there has my old one, and, and it did still work, by the way. Um, although that wasn't um, my original Nintendo. In fact, I think it was like my third one along the way. Yeah, I definitely wore out my original Nintendo and had a second Nintendo, um, and so. But um, do you remember what what was it like when you beat it for the first time? It's, you were an old pro at this, so I imagine you know it was. To, I've won. I've beaten it so many times. Who can remember? No, I I honestly remember more watching that Jordan kid beat it when I was like a bright-eyed and bushy-tailed little six-year-old who thought this game could never be beaten. Like, I remember that day, like, vividly. The only thing I remember about beating it my, on my own was that I was alone, and I wished more people were there to witness my greatness. <laughs> That's the only, <laughs> That's, so I asked you to tell your story, because I figured it was a little more in-depth, and I was right. So uh, uh, we don't need to tell my own story. There's a lot more. <laughs> your, not, yours was not, good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Super Mario 3. Is it worth going back and playing again? I think we've answered that question. I think we're going to play it like <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you think, do you think a, a six-year-old... Do you think Link and Ivy will enjoy this game as is? Uh, in a couple years? Well, I've been trying to teach... Like, I've been trying to teach them how to... So I have like the old... Not old. I have the new like NES Classic, and I I take it out every once in a while because it, it's pre-installed with all these old games, and you use an old Nintendo controller. And Link and Ivy just don't really understand the whole tactile, like the 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 buttons on a on a controller, and they don't understand the left to right thing yet. 
So like, I want to get them learning how to play Mario first, but I think so. Like, I think retro gaming is one of those things that like, get, there's so many games that come out nowadays that are that are retro inspired that are just trying to mimic what Mario did or what Final Fantasy did or what Metroid did. And there's nothing like going back to the originals. It's not like, I I wouldn't say it's like, it doesn't feel dated at all. It just feels like, this feels nostalgic and it feels retro. And like, there's, there's all these games now that are retro feel like that, that come out today. So like, like Cuphead. I don't think there's, yeah, I think, I think they'll, I think there is definitely like, there's something that Link and Ivy can enjoy about this game. Um, okay. Will they New enjoy question. it as much as I did? Probably not. New question. <laughs> we, I played Mario when I was five. I just turned 35 last week. Uh, so I've been playing Mario games for 30 years. Do you think I'll be playing it when I'm 65 and or 95? Yes. I do, do too. <laughs> I do too. Do people... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think... I think video games are just like any type of gaming that people have. Like old people still play cards. They still play, you know, Pinochle. Like those are games that <laughs> we both know. said Pinochle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's it's gaming. It's just like a way to pass the time and like hang out. Like I think there definitely will be, definitely be. I definitely think I'll be picking this up, and I definitely think Mario will still. I think, I mean, heaven forbid, like. Nintendo goes out of business or something happens, but I mean, I think Nintendo. I mean, Mario games will be coming out. When don't I'm you think? Six when, years don't old. You think, like, don't you think when we're in like senior group senior homes, like there's gonna be like awesome video game fortresses? Like, do you have you ever gone to like senior like assisted living home? <laughs> they have like the coolest shit for like old people, but that's gonna have to change with the time. So imagine these bomb ass like video game rooms. You and I are gonna get a play in when we're in like our old folks' homes, and I'm gonna be. I'm going to be fucking wrecking all the other dudes in my little, you know, floor. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the day I can retire and just play video games like I was when I was like four, five years old. And then one day we die <laughs> and they write a great book about our lives. <laughs> Adam and Brennan lived a truly um, rich life. <laughs> he beat Mario, Mario 3, 3 96 times. What I will say about Mario 3, or any game for that matter, is that, so, when the Super Nintendo came out, um, they released a all-star version of Mario games, and they were all kind of updated. Um, and I, it had, like, the original Mario, had Lost Levels on it, it had Super Mario 2, and it had Super Mario Bros. 3. And they updated it with, like, the 16-bit graphics. And so the game was a little bit... It was... It played originally it played like the original it just like had like updated like super nintendo mario in it and i would like to see nintendo do more of that kind of stuff um where they where they just like reskin like the old game and make it look newer and nicer and recently nintendo's done this well they've not not done this completely but like there's this new game that's coming out or that came out for the the wii u i don't you probably never played it called Super Mario Maker. But um you can make your own Super Mario levels and um you could like just reskin them and you can make them look like the new Mario. And I, I just think there's 
it would be really fun to like play Super Mario Three like with new, updated graphics. Um, so, hey, um, have that with what you will. My last thought before we close this show, and it's a fucking travesty. I didn't remember it when we were talking about World Five, but my all-time favorite level in Super Mario Three is the boot level. Do you remember the boot level where you get, oh, you knock? I was going to talk about the boot too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you knock the Goomba out of the boot, and then you get to ride inside the boot and go and stomp on bitches' heads in the boot. The rest of the level that is the best level. And yes. why weren't there more boot levels in the game? There, there were a couple. Of, there was like a couple of levels where you get a boot. I don't. They were in the ice. One was in the ice world. I know that. Um, but yeah, the boot was like it was the power. Yeah, we were talking about powers earlier. That was a power. It wasn't a power up per se. It was more of like a a vehicle that you could use. But yeah, the boot was so stinking cool because like you could go, th- you could like jump on like plants that like um and they wouldn't kill you. Those little white plants, remember? Yeah. Uh, and so like it would, you could get through the st- that stage really easily. Um, also on that stage, uh, interesting note: it's the first Mario game where you go from left to left to right. Um, and that was an interesting, cause like in all Mario games, you'd always gone from, uh, from left, sorry, you start left, go to right. In this level, you went, started right and you go left. Um, I remember I like, I believe it was one of the first. I remember it was like, I was playing two player with like a friend. We'd all, we'd both like fight over who got to do the boot level. And I remember like one of us would like be dying on purpose to try and make the math work in our <laughs> favor. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the cool things about Super Mario Maker on the Wii U was that you could like create these levels and you can you could make like a boot level and you could use the boot uh and uh it was uh you could yeah it was it was a really cool like easter egg that like you could like jump in this uh you could jump in this little little boot and uh little 7-year-old yeah. Adam would be so happy that 35-year-old Adam is making a podcast about Super Mario 3 and that we closed by congratulating the boot level. So we we should end on that <laughs> note. We're not going to get better than the boot level. For sure. Um, so uh, we'll reiterate, guys, if you are still hanging on to this podcast, thank you so much. It must mean you kind of like us. And if that's the case, we'd really appreciate it if you went and posted a five-star review on our iTunes page. That's all we're asking for. Um, and, yeah, is there anything else you wanted to mention, Brennan? No, just thanks for listening. Thanks for enjoying Super Mario 3 with us. Um, I hope that our conversation about Super Mario 3 makes you want to go and play Super Mario 3 again. And if you haven't played Super Mario 3 and you're still listening to this episode, um, well, I feel sorry for you that you've listened to this episode thus long and you don't know what we're talking about. But uh, now you should go and you you should find a way to play this game. I'm going to tell you it's very easy to do because if you have a Nintendo Switch... You can just go play it for free. Um, and if you're like me, you have like five different ways to go play it. So, yeah, go play it. I would, I would encourage you playing it on an original Nintendo controller, though. So, All right. Well, for Brennan Pointer, I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another Hammer Brothers throwing episode of Super 90s Bros. Uh, Super Mario 3 style. And uh, we will talk to you guys next time for more 90s riffing on our favorite stuff. So yeah, reach out to us. You can tweet us. You can email us at super90sbrothers at gmail.com. Tweet us at at bro or at Adam Pitzler. 
and follow the show, like the show, share the show, tell your friends about the show, subscribe to the show, and most importantly, listen to the show. Thanks again, guys. We will talk to you next time. Peace.